Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Coronapod. In this show, we're going to bring you nature's take on the latest COVID-19 developments. And we'll be speaking to experts around the world about research during the pandemic. We're entering a new era now. We have new COVID strategies. There's some new unknowns and we've got a vaccine. Welcome to the latest episode of Coronapod. I'm Benjamin Thompson in the hosting chair this week and I'm joined on the line from Sydney, Australia by nature's John Pickerel. John, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. John, you're a new voice on Coronapod. Could you tell the listeners what you do here at Nature? Yeah, I run the Asia-Pacific Bureau. We cover and coordinate all of Nature's news coverage from the uh, Asia-Pacific region covering India, China, Australia and the Pacific. Well, let's stick with India today for this episode of Coronapod. John, and of course, you know, listeners around the world, if they've opened a newspaper up or gone onto a news website, they will have seen the situation there. I mean, let's be honest, they're in the middle of a devastating second wave of COVID-19. What's the overall situation at the moment? Yes, I mean, it's absolutely catastrophic in India. For weeks now, they've been having daily case numbers, kind of, you know, 400,000 new cases a day or somewhere whereabouts that number. And so they've really been having higher case numbers there than any other country has had. And, you know, and they've been breaking records for the highest case numbers of any country for weeks now. I mean, you're absolutely right. Shocking statistics. And understandably, scientists are racing to try and understand what's driving this second wave. And we've got an article about that in Nature this week. And it's really looking at sort of different variants of the virus, and one in particular that's of great concern. You're right, scientists have been racing for some weeks now to really work out what was going on in India. And it was kind of puzzling because before the latest surge, many people had been infected. And also, you know, more than 100 million people had been vaccinated in India. And that's, you know, coming up to 10% of the population had been vaccinated even before this surge began. So it was very puzzling to scientists initially that this massive surge was able to take root because they thought many people, certainly in India's mega cities, had already been infected and had some natural immunity already. A couple of weeks ago, it appeared really that there were different variants driving surges in different places. But, you know, India has relatively um, limited sequencing capabilities. But as they've ramped up their genome sequencing capabilities, they've seen that one variant called uh, B1617 has really uh, spread to many different places where other variants seem to be the predominant variant previous 
previously. And what that's really suggesting is that uh, B1617 is more transmissible potentially than some of these other variants. And that's why really it's managing to rapidly spread all over India. And really it's been of great concern. And that's um, part of the reason that the World Health Organization designated that variant as a variant of concern earlier this week. When we talk about variants, John, I think just a quick recap, I guess, this means that there has been a change in the genetic code of the SARS-CoV-2 virus that maybe confers the virus with the ability to potentially spread more efficiently or what have you. And clearly researchers have been sequencing this B1617 variant. What have they found? Yeah, so I mean, the virus is constantly evolving and new variants are appearing in different places. Some of these variants pose kind of a new threat and and other mutations and changes in the viral genome are relatively benign. But one area that scientists are particularly interested in is the virus's spike protein, which allows it to gain entry into cells. So one of the groups in India who's been studying the virus, they looked at the spike protein and they found eight mutations in that spike protein and a number of these have been kind of concerning because two of them look similar to mutations that have allowed other variants of concern to become more transmissible and and a third resembles a mutation that was found in another variant called p1 which you know caused a outbreak in Brazil earlier this year and they they found that that third mutation resembles one that may have allowed the P1 variant to partially evade immunity and led to that outbreak among people who'd already been infected with the virus in Brazil. So if that's what's going on with the genome, is there any idea of how these changes are affecting the virus's abilities? So the genomic work is really important to show us some of these different mutations but then to kind of actually see whether these mutations are allowing the virus to be able to enter cells more efficiently or or have other effects we we have to actually test it some experiments in hamsters that seem to show it causes some more damage and inflammation in the lungs but really all of these studies are very very preliminary at the moment well early days in this research as you say but of course hamsters and humans are very different beasts you're absolutely right i mean that's what some other scientists said you know they said these um, studies in hamsters are kind of indicative but really there needs to be studies particularly around the stuff to do with the severity of the disease with this variant in people. Well, obviously, we live in a different world than we did six months ago. Is there any work on how this variant may be affecting the efficacy of vaccines or of immunity kind of in general? Yeah, there have been several studies looking at antibodies. So they took blood serum from people who'd received the Pfizer vaccine and they tested the blood serum against some kind of modified versions of the mutations from B1617. And what they found was that the kind of abilities of some of the antibodies in that serum to block or neutralise the virus virus and prevent cells from getting infected was slightly limited. So they found that some of the neutralizing ability of those antibodies was reduced. So it certainly appeared that this um, variant may be able to evade some of the immunities of vaccines. But then other scientists have pointed out that, you know, vaccines tend to induce the body, the immune system to produce vast quantities of these uh, neutralizing antibodies. So even if this variant is able to evade some of that immunity, you know, not be impacted quite so much by those neutralizing antibodies, it may not be enough to render the vaccines ineffective. So it certainly appears at the moment that the vaccines would still be effective against this variant. 
And there's two vaccines currently being used in India, as I understand. Do we have any info on how they might be affected? So there have been very preliminary studies which actually uh, tested the two vaccines that are currently being used in India. So one of those is the Covaxin vaccine made by Indian firm Baharat Biotech. And the other one is the locally produced version of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, which is called Covishield. And certainly at the moment, it appears that those uh, vaccines are still effective against the variant, but they're very small studies with small sample sizes. So really, they're just the beginning of trying to work out what's going on with this variant. Yeah, which I think echoes what we've seen with previous variants of concern that uh, it isn't an an on off situation. It may lessen efficacy in some way, but yet you're still you're still conferring some protection. Yeah, so it it certainly appears that you know people need to continue to get vaccinated, and you know hopefully as in India ramps up its vaccine effort, then it's going to help to bring these outbreaks under control. But we just have to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, is is that the key to it? I think we've talked on previous Corona pods that you know if you can stop the spread of the virus, you, you reduce the chance of new variants arising. Yes, as I pointed out earlier, you know, but more than 100 million people out of 1.4 billion had received the vaccine really before these outbreaks began. And I'm not on top of where they're up to with their vaccination program, but you know, they're probably up to the 200 million mark by now. But I mean, you really need large swathes of the population to be vaccinated to have a big impact on the spread of the virus. So I think India is probably unfortunately still a long way from that point. Well, clearly there are a lot of questions that need to be answered about this variant, and this is definitely a story we'll be keeping a careful eye on. But for the time being, let's leave it there. John Pickerel, thank you so much for joining me today. No worries. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.